Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show, where the podcast that gives you fantasy analysis and some bold predictions for the season. Your host, Eric Emendi here. I got my normal people. I got Brad Lee Branson. What's going on, Brad? See, that's a reference I don't even get. You're, you're going deep into the, into the trenches there. Yo, he, so he is a basketball player. I had to look it up on Google. I'm really running low on Brad's. Yeah. <laughs> but he did he did play a little bit in the NBA. So if you doubt me, you can you can double check it. I'm pretty sure. I respect I'm running it. out of James too. So I'm introducing James Singleton Lewis. What's going on, coach? Oh man, woke up, no worries. Fancy football team in the with a bye week in the playoffs. So it's like the first time I haven't been on like Yahoo all day. Feeling great. And uh we're international now, man. Welcome, Justin. Oh, yeah, and you're beating me to it, so we welcome in a guest. He's the host of the Chase Down podcast. In addition, he's written for SB Nation and the Canadian Football League, eh? According to him, he's trash, but it's our treasure to have him on. We have the relentlessly petty Justin Rowan. What's going on? Not too much, guys. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm going to feel like trash if Stefan Diggs doesn't get me six points tonight. Uh, (laughs) But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. Oh, man. Fantasy football is a whole nother conversation for another day. Justin, I'm glad that you play it. Um, But, guys, we have a great show about NBA today because with the season starting next week, we want to offer some predictions, baby. We're going to give you our MVP, Rookie of the Year, playoff teams with seeding, finals matchup, and the winner, a player that will be traded, and a bold prediction. After that, we'll go to our question of the week. What team would you want to watch outside your market if you had a free week of NBA League Pass? They sometimes do that. And as always, we'll have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. But first, some news and notes. First little bit of news and notes. NBA preseason is back. That wasn't that, that long ago that we had the finals. A short preseason this year as teams are just playing between two to four games. And some stars are sitting out or playing limited minutes. Justin, I want to start with you on this. Is there a certain player or team that you've been watching so far? Well, of course, I, I got my eyes closed on the Cavs. It, it was nice to see Isaac Okoro making his debut. We'll, we'll get into him a little bit more when we're talking about rookies. Uh, but it, it was nice to see the Cavs play uh, after nine months off. Uh, was watching uh, KD and Kyrie uh, make their debut together today. Uh, can't believe how good Kevin Durant looks right now. He looks spry. He looks healthy. You'll absolutely love to see that. I, I as I've been watching these preseason games, it just it I can't get over how much talent is in the league right now. Like even the bad teams have young guys that are worth uh, checking out. It's in such a healthy place. It's a shame that all the conversation is about which stars are going to leave in two years because uh, there, there's a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, that's certainly true. And on the Cavs point, I did hear, and I don't know if you created this term, Sexland. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching a lot of Sexland? 
Oh, of course. It's it, Sexland's all where it's at. Uh, Colin Sexton didn't uh, play yesterday, but I, I think he's going to play tomorrow. So I, I'm looking forward to that. But I, I'm I'm a believer in the backcourt. I, I think it's going to work out. Uh, both of them a little undersized, but they got good length. Um, it, it's still probably a year away from them actually winning some games, but uh, they, they got a good crop of young guys to look at this year. Yeah, and, and other. And the other point of that we're talking about stars that are going to leave, I feel like every day we're like X amount of days until Giannis, you know, can doesn't have the super max option anymore. But uh, Brad, I want to go to you. Is there anyone that you're watching or any team? Yeah, I've always been interested in the old faces, new places style of watching where I want to tune into, you know, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Montrezl Harrell and Clint Capella, basically see how teams adjust and how they play relative to last year with having new stars on their teams. Um, I wish the sample size was bigger this year and everyone was playing so we could get a better feel, but it's still fun to watch this preseason nonetheless. Yeah, basketball's back. I think we're all happy about that. Coach, I know there's probably like 10 players you've been watching, but give me one or a team that has really caught your eye. Well, absolutely. And I think it is worth saying um, what Justin said about the talent and how deep it is in the league and all these teams having 20 players to, to kind of fiddle with in the preseason with the, like the whole COVID thing is, is an interesting thing because the like final cuts haven't been made. Um, and then to Brad's point, the return of the stars like Steph, Katie, John Wall, we've been having our eyes glued and been waiting so damn long. Um, but things that, that pointed out to me so far was uh, that like the unknown Euros that uh, OKC has seen the grab. So Polchevsky and Theo Maladon, they had impressive uh, first days, and uh, part of them drafting, uh, at least Polchesky in particular, was that he's going to have to come and play day one. He's a, a seven-foot guard. He hit four threes yesterday. So um, that's it. That's just intriguing, especially with them having, what, 18 first-round picks in the next three years. So um, that, that's one thing that I've noticed from the preseason that like kind of stuck out and things that I've been watching. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. Uh, I haven't watched as much preseason as I like, as we mentioned, football is still on. I did watch John Wall. I, it's kind of like when you see your ex break up with someone and you're like, oh, man, I want to see how they do with, like, post-post-car <laughs> relationship. That's how I feel. It's like, all right, you know, I, I'm not bitter that John Wall left, but, like, I'm curious. It, it's natural. You want to see him happy. I, I want to see him happy. You know, I want to see him do well. I, I want to see him and Boogie together. Like that—that that is so much. Fun. They look good yeah. too. They, they look, did. They both. I'm, they both look like they're 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 spry, and they look like they both have explosiveness. Uh, Demarcus has a little shot on him now. I, I, I'm interested to see what happens, man. Yeah, it's a shame it's, that it took ten years for them to finally play together in the pros. I but know. I know. What next girl point? I was gonna say is like the the one that got away. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's true. But uh, transitioning to the next little bit of news and notes, eight players tested positive for the most COVID-19 or for the most recent COVID-19 test results. This is down from 46 a couple weeks ago. Uh, so does this provide more optimism to you, Brad, or are you concerned that we could see a potential outbreak when the season starts? Not really. I, I'm still expecting there to be outbreaks. And honestly, after watching what happened to Keontae Johnson from the University of Florida's basketball team, I'm more worried about that happening at the pro level. It's a bit premature to connect him collapsing the COVID just because he had COVID. But early, indica- early indications are that myocarditis can cause that sort of situation. And it's really a shame that they aren't doing multiple bubbles again. I think that 
is a misstep by the league personally. Um, I think they need to protect their products. And with that kind of money at stake, I'm surprised they aren't saying something along the lines of, you know, where we know it's tough on your mental health, but it's what we need to do to get through the season without a hitch. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. It's interesting because the NBA's numbers have gone down, but, and, and Justin, you know, as Justin lives outside the U S but, U.S. numbers are, are at an all-time high every day. So even though the NBA with that concentrated circle they're at is going against the trend, the overall bigger sample size is not looking good. Coach, do you feel a similar, uh, similar way? I mean, you're always worried. You're always thinking. And I guess this is kind of our mindset that we're in now is you, you're thinking things will shut down at any time. Um, but I'm, I'm optimistic and I'm under the impression that things are in good standing and keeping the rosters at the, the, the length, they're large, what, 20 that they are. I think that they'll they'll push through and then maybe have a different plan um, come the playoffs. But, yes, I am optimistic that we're going to we're gonna be fine as far as the NBA players are concerned. Yeah, and, and obviously their health, physical, and mental is number one. Justin, are you optimistic like uh, James or more pessimistic like Brad? I'm a little optimistic at this point because I, I think what the NBA has that's an advantage is they're going after football and baseball made a lot of mistakes. Uh, baseball had a rough start. They, they basically were doing the same approach as football where a lot of these guys were just going home after. The NBA is at least going to keep teams separate. They're going to have different tiers. They're going to implement uh, precautions that those leagues did. And you saw baseball. like They, they got it together uh, to some extent. Uh, obviously, you kind of had some towards the end, but they were at least able to, to mitigate that. And uh, you already hear news of both NHL and NBA uh, purchasing vaccines for the players and whatnot. And um, while I, I'm sure there's going to be some hiccups and the players association is going to want to audit that as much as possible. It wouldn't surprise me if by like the mid season point, uh, a good portion of the league is uh, vaccinated at least, or that there are extra precautions in place. So I'm, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm hopeful. Uh, obviously, even if they're, these are young players we're talking about, there are examples of heart issues and other things that we don't know about. Uh, so I'm hopeful that they can contain it as much as possible. Uh, but at the same time, they, the players did have an opt-out that they do want to play. And I, I think um, as long as the league is doing everything they can to mitigate that risk, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, hey, Justin, are they, uh, are they doing things in any Canadian leagues that you think should be implemented here? That you know of? Not, not really. So uh, NHL, I'm actually skeptical that NHL is even going to have a season. Uh, right. It's going to be tough because they don't have the TV money that NBA and uh, MLB have. Um, I, I do know one thing that they propose is kind of like a Canadian division for the hockey teams there. Um, football, CFL shut down and missed their season. So uh, we're just skipping that. But uh, in terms of actual precautions, um, they, there's just not a whole lot of examples where any Canadian teams are, are playing in the States like Toronto and Tampa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with this situation, a lot of teams are, are in leagues are playing it by ear. For me, five words. In Adam Silver, we trust. I think he's been the best commissioner out of any of the big four sports in handling this. Last little bit of news and notes. Mavs release fan favorite J.J. Barea. Uh, quick yes or no, does another team sign the vet coach? Look, I think it's more on J.J. I mean, he can play in the NBA still. I mean, he's still a productive player, um, even if you look at his numbers uh, from last year. But I think if he signs with another team, it's more on that veteran 
role, maybe like coach player type of thing. Um, so I don't have any indications that he is going to go anywhere. If he wants to go Euro and really ball out, I really don't know um, from the JJ camp, but I know that he's good enough to still play in the league. I know he's 35, 36, but uh, I mean, he can still hoop. Yeah. yeah. Justin, does does, uh, does 2011 uh, LeBron stopper JJ Barea have another home in the NBA? I, I think he's going to play another game in the NBA just because um, with the quick turnaround, with COVID, uh, with kind of the inevitable injuries that's going to come, uh, someone's going to need a vet and he can be that guy. So I, I think, um, especially with expanded rosters, he may kind of wait, kind of feel out his options, but at midway through the season, um, or even when uh, you, you look at the kind of the buyout deadline where a lot of guys get bought out and, and teams are looking to add uh, either veteran uh, a veteran presence or another guy to shore out the rotation, I think at that point it, it wouldn't surprise me to see him back in the league. Yeah, and before I get on Brad's point, I completely agree with that. I think he's too talented, and I think that you're going to see a shortage of, of players at some point, and then veterans like him, uh, their service is needed. Brad, do you feel the same? I'm actually pretty surprised at this response by you guys. I don't think any team is a J.J. Barea away from, you know, doing any sort of playoff run or even, like, teaching their young guys. Um, I think there are better and younger vets that are out of work right now that you could go to. And, yeah, that's just not somebody that I'd, I'd target. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, if, you, if, if you're the Lakers, you want to bring him on your team to – uh, stop LeBron in practice, maybe not in the games. But <laughs> speak, speaking of practice, we know Allen Iverson didn't like it. But do you like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcast. Want to hear more Triple Play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and football show that you can also check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about being the real MVP and giving us a five-star rating and review? Check us out on Twitter and IG at Trip Play Fantasy. Myself and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions. David Mass tweeting for clout. And of course, our weekly episode drops. You know that feeling when NBA night sometimes started on Halloween, so you get a bunch of candy and then watch hoops? That's the feeling we want to provide. We want to keep you entertained, but it starts with you. Thank you, the loyal player, for your listens each and every week. Prediction time, fellas. Everyone wants to claim they liked a certain player or had a certain bold prediction after it happens. Well, we're on the podcast waves, so our choices are out there. We're going to break down each person's pick for MVP, Rookie of the Year, playoff seeding or playoff teams with seeding, the finals matchup and winner, a player that will be traded, and a bold prediction, which Brad is not shy to. So the first MVP. You know, this goes to the best player, whether, you know, they, they do a lot for you in fantasy. Um, and, of course, with the NBA being 72 games in the regular season, each game carries a little bit more importance. So, Justin, who is your MVP this year? So, well, one, I'm going to object that it goes to the best player. I don't think that yeah. MVP has been going to the best player for a while. It's been going to the best story. And uh, I, I think that's true. I think momentum is, is going in a direction where they're going to end up giving it to Luca this year. Obviously, he puts up numbers, but with Porzingis missing time, uh, I still think Dallas has kind of the depth to survive that. Um, I, I, I like them uh, adding Josh Richardson there. 
I think Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing really well. I, I just think they're, they're really well coached. I think even if they get like a four seed, um, they, they're going to say, well, Porzingis missed two months or however long he misses. They still got the four seed. He put up these numbers. Uh, they're going to knock LeBron and, and AD for resting because they just finished playing. They just finished winning a chip. And uh, I, I think that that's uh, kind of my front runner if I had to put money on it. So I am a betting guy, and I was curious the other day. And I, I thought Luca as well. And I'm like, oh, that's such a great pick. And I looked, and he's the favorite. Yeah. Um, Brad, are you going with the favorite Luca as well? Or do you have someone maybe a little more under the radar? Not at all. Um, so I have uh, the MVP of the season going to Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah, I'm willing to make the bet that we're going to get something close to his MVP year where he averaged 25, 10, and 10. Russ and Paul George is very similar to Russ and Brad Beal to me. And this team has a, a better supporting cast than his team did with Bertans, Rui, Thomas Bryant. And I think this is going to be an explosive team that's going to shoot well and have a lot of length and play at a fast pace. I think teams will want to avoid them in the playoffs. And if the Wizards finish with the seeding that I'm projecting them to, I think it'll be hard to give the MVP to anyone else after they just missed the playoffs. Oh, man, a little foreshadowing with Brad. And honestly, kind of not surprised. I do. Seems like Russell Westbrook and Kelly Oubre have done something positive in your life. <laughs> uh, I love them both. Um, is this, uh, are we picking the MVP or is this prediction time? Because Brad just uh, said that Russell Westbrook get his second MVP, which was, what? wow. Um, he did that's average 30 bold for Brad. That's not even bold for Brad, which is funny. Um, <laughs> I think it is, uh, I think it is worth saying like the whole like story thing, but typically outside of that Westbrook MVP, you're going to have to be like a top one or two seed in each conference, which cancels out some of like the Lillards of the world that you think like every year you're kind of like, oh, the MVP is kind of wide open. That's the only reason why I don't think Luca will get it, although I think his numbers will be worthy and I think he'll be top five certified. Um, I thought LeBron should have won it last year. And if we're talking about story, he was 35. He led the league in assists and Lakers yeah. went to back to the number one seed. I really thought he should have won it, but I'm going to go with uh, – um, business as usual. I think uh, if the voters are going to vote like they did last season, of offensive rating when this player's on the floor, which was Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, I think he wins his third MVP in a row, which puts That'll him in the crazy. likes of two players, which is Bill Russell and Larry Legend. Larry Bird are the only two other people to do that. Um, he averaged 30, 14, 6, 1 and 1. I don't see that dropping off. And um, yeah, I'm looking for someone else to win it. But uh, like I said, if they're going to vote based on the numbers like they saw last year, I don't see the Bucks dropping off. I see him as the one seed in the East. And I think he's going to put that in the air again, have that on his shoulder. Three yeah, MVPs great. in a row. Two great. Motor fatigue. I think you, you pointed out how, how rare it is. And that's, I, I think that's going to come into effect again. I, I think, especially the way they flamed out in the playoffs, people are going to say, okay, well, this is exactly what you've always done. So how valuable is it? Whether or not that's fair, I, I think is kind of up for debate, but it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be tough for him to get a third one. To yeah. Justin's point, that's why they don't give LeBron the MVP every year as he probably should get it every year. Like it's, it's voter fatigue. Like you kind of just have to pick another guy that has a great story. Yeah, and, and you know, he had mentioned it. I'm going with Luca as well. You look at the stats in the bubble, he averaged 30 points a game, 10 rebounds, 9.7 assists. Um, and this is what he's doing in his second league and or second year in the league. 
I think he takes that step up. I, I do think the Mavs, um, I don't want to give it away. I think they will be a playoff team, and I think it's going to be a large part because of him. So I, I think he's such a, a lovable guy as well. You know, he's laughing. Um, he has a big social media following. I think subconsciously that plays a little bit in the voters' minds. But um, I do want to uh, say favorable pick or, or a steal in my eyes, Anthony Davis plus 800 for you betting people. I think that's good value there. I'm um, surprised at Jokic. I, th- I really think Jokic is a dark horse here, and they'll be a top three Western seed. And I think Jokic has a chance to steal he this. He could. He could. Coach, maybe you're a betting guy as well. But we're going to now look at the other bets for a rookie who, who likely won't win MVP. But <laughs> for a lot of these athletes, they haven't played meaningful basketball games in six to nine months. So a long time off, um, no training camp or preseason, really ramp up their legs. So, Brad – Who's taking home Rookie of the Year honors? Yeah, I think Rookie of the Year is going to be Obi Toppin. Um, I think he's going to have the biggest role of any of the rookies. Um, You look at a guy like LaMelo, he came off the bench last night. Um, He probably won't be playing point guard with, you know, the likes of Devontae Graham. And and, um, you look at Anthony Edwards, for instance, and he's kind of the third option at best on that team. Like some of the high-profile guys don't have a – a, a role that would garner them a rookie of the year spot. And I think Obi Toppin does. Um, he's playing for the Knicks and he's going to get a lot of exposure nationally. A lot of other top picks are going to be in situations where they aren't going to be the guy to score or score or pass or run an offense. And Obi's going to be the focal point of the Knicks along with RJ Barrett. And I think they'll suck, but they're going to be fun to watch. And he's going to be able to set stuff. Yeah. Not, not a bad pick there. Coach, I know there's so many rookies you like, but only one wins this award. So give me your prediction. Um, first of all, I think this is the roughest rookie year for for rookies ever. They didn't have any summer league. They didn't have much training camp to prep. So I want to point that out there. And then also, I think this rookie class is bad. I think it's below average by almost any year that I can even go back to. So I'm going to put that out there first. And so with that said, I think it's Obi Toppin's award to lose. I think he's the most NBA ready. He's going to get that opportunity. Even in his preseason, he shows that those flashes of explosiveness that people look at. And I really don't see any contending teams having a player that's really put, like playing a role that sometimes they'll seal, seal a rookie. Um, but looking at those odds, 2,500. I'll take Cole Anthony. I'll put a little 100 on that, a little hunch. Maybe to get 2500 in return, he'll have an opportunity, maybe even steal that starting point guard role from Markel Fultz. So I know I've been big on the Cole Anthony train. I said he's going to get drafted by Orlando, but um, I think it's Toppin's award to lose. And I, I know who Justin's going to go with, and I love his pick, um, being the fan of the team that he's talking about. But uh, I don't want to force out anything. But, man, uh, I really I really hope he runs away with it as well. Coach, but, Put put your money where your mouth is and throw a hundred on on while we're recording on Cole Anthony. Oh yeah, sure thing. We specialize in peer pressure as well. Uh, Justin, who's your pick? You picking a Cav? So I'm actually going to surprise you guys a little bit. I I, I was thinking Obi Toppin coming into this season, uh, but him landing in New York with Thibodeau uh, playing behind Julius Randle, Tibbs just doesn't love rookies. Although I think Toppin's ready to contribute right away. I am going to go with Denny Avdia. 
uh, because I, Ooh, I think he's going to be starting on Washington. I think he's going to be starting on Washington. He's been playing uh, as a professional for a long time. John Wall and Bradley Beal are going to make things easy for him. So with Washington being a playoff team, I think he's going to get more exposure. I think he's going to get kind of that Tyler Hero shine. And the fact that he is so polished, the fact that he he moves well, he's been playing with professionals, I think it's going to help him along the learning curve. Uh, he, he's going to be a little bit more ready. I'm still a little iffy about his shot, um, but even looking uh, tonight, 15 points in his preseason debut, I think that's only going to get easier for him uh, alongside Westbrook and Beal. Uh, so I, I think uh, he, he's got a good shot to put up some numbers on a good team, which will get him a little more attention. So if, if, uh, if Obi was in any other situation, I'd probably go with him. Uh, but especially because you two went with Obi, I, I thought I'd uh, call an audible. Who do you think uh, Avija is going to start ahead of? I, I think he might start at the four. I, I think he, he might get a lot of time at the four. Um, maybe bring Bertans in off the bench. Or even, even if he's coming off the bench, I still think he's going to be getting kind of 26, 28 minutes a night um, in, in various spots because he can play sure. multiple positions. I, I think that's going to help get him minutes in that rotation. You know what? If he does win Rookie of the Year, all the Wizards fans who immediately thought Jan Vesely 2.0 need to come out with a public apology, myself included. Um, I'm going Obi Toppin as well. I didn't realize that was the chalk pick. Um, it's interesting because New York has taken Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, and now um, Obi Toppin, and they kind of all play that three position. And I feel like each year they get a little step below down the rung. Um, this is Thibodeau's fo- first year coaching, so I think everybody starts out on a clean slate. And when we had Nick P2W on a couple weeks ago, he was mentioning that Tom Thibodeau, if he likes you, he's playing you a lot of minutes. He, he typically grinds his players. So kind of the fact that nobody has an, an, uh, an advantage or a favorite yet, um, I think Obi Toppin kind of has a chip on his shoulder from falling to eight. I don't think any of us projected him to slip that much. And um, I agree with Coach. I don't think that this is the best class we've seen in a while, but I think he will be the best. But if it's Danny Vija... I'll take it. But we've talked a lot about the teams so far, the players, and kind of foreshadowing the teams. So now we're going to talk, and for the playoffs this year, they've expanded to the 10 teams, and they're having the play-in tournament. So, Coach, I want to start with you. We're starting on the East East Conference, or Eastern Conference. Give me your 1 through 10, and uh, if there's a spicy one, I'll ask you about it. Start with, start with 10, Coach. Yeah, start with 10. So I'm going to go 10 to 1. Yeah, yeah. Build, build up the anticipation. Okay, uh, at ten, I got the Charlotte Hornets, okay. um, which technically makes them a playoff team with the play-in, depending on how close the standings in the records are. Okay. Uh, gives them a chance. At nine, I got Atlanta Hawks. Okay. At eight, I got Indiana Pacers. That puts the Washington Wizards at the seven. Give me the Raptors at six, Sixers at five. I got the Brooklyn Nets at four, Miami Heat, the Eastern Conference champions at three, Boston Celtics at two, Milwaukee Bucks as the reigning one seed. Okay, so the one takeaway, you're putting the Celtics at two. With Kemba out until January, you really think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum step up like that, huh? Yes, absolutely. I know you're not big on Jalen Brown. He's average a dub. He's going to take another step. He's increased his numbers every single year. And Tatum 
is a budding star. He's maybe my hot take later, but I I think he grew grew two inches. Brad Stevens says he's six ten now. Jason Tatum. Oh well, that that, that him in a a certified top ten player in the NBA by the end of the season. So. Okay. All right. 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 I, I'd say out of that thing, the having the Celtics at two, losing their most expensive player, at least uh, this season. A little spicy. A little spicy. Justin, let me hear your list. Ten to one. Of course, the Cavs are going to be one, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Of course. I mean, uh, seventy-two and all. It's uh, it's it's the way it's going to go. Um, so I'm going to go with Chicago at number ten. Um, I'm a believer oh. that in their talent level, I think now actually getting an actual head coach there is going to help them out a lot. I think Kobe White's going to have a breakout year. Uh, I'm going to go Washington at number nine. Uh, I think they're going to get in in the playoff, uh, the play-in tournament, but not make it in the regular season. They're resting uh, Russell Westbrook in every back-to-back this year. Uh, so that's going to hurt them a little bit. Bradley Beal might miss some time. But once they get to the playoffs, look the hell out. Uh, I'm going to go with Atlanta at number eight. Um, I'm going to put in the Indiana Pacers at seven. Uh, from there, um, Toronto Raptors. Man, doing this backwards is difficult. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Toronto, um, Miami, Boston. Uh, who am I forgetting? Brooklyn. Uh, from there, I'm going to go Philly number two because I'm going to make a bold prediction and they trade for James Harden. Uh, and then Milwaukee Bucks at number one. Okay, so your Philly at number two is thinking they trade for Harden. Now, if they don't trade for Harden and they keep the team they have or they make some minor trades, because we know Daryl Morey, that's what gets his adrenaline going. I'm, um, I'm still going to put them there. I'm still going to put them there just because I'm worried about uh, Kemba missing time uh, for Boston. I'm a believer in Boston. I, I think Jalen Brown's going to take another leap. Uh, I think he had an argument for being their most impactful player last year until Tatum just kind of kicked it into a high gear. Um, Toronto, I, I think they, they're going to rest some guys. That's a veteran team. They're still going to be good, but Kyle Lowry's probably going to miss some time. Maybe they shop them towards the end of the year. Brooklyn has high upside, but those you know those stars are going to miss a little bit of time. They're, they're going to take it easy. Um, so I still think Philly, they just make more sense now. Like They got two of the best players in the conference. Uh, they finally have shooting. They aren't playing Ben Simmons with two centers and a power forward for some reason. Uh, I just think they're <laughs> going to click this year. I, I don't ask me why I'm believing in them. I, I know you never should, but uh, I'm I'm a believer in Philly this year. Yeah, you know maybe new coaching staff, and I think this is the last attempt to try to make Embiid and Simmons work before they potentially shop one. All right, Brad, shock the world with your ten to one. Let's hear it. All right, at ten I got Charlotte. At nine, I got Orlando. At eight, I got the Pacers. At seven, I got the Heat. At six, I got the Bucks. At five, I got the Sixers. At four, I got the Wizards. At three, I got the Raptors. Two Celtics, one the Nets. All right, Brad, there's two I want to touch on. I think you said the the Bucks were six. They yeah. had the best regular season record last year. They didn't really lose anyone. They gave up a King's ransom for uh, Drew Holiday, and they're going to be worse now? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I think something that's important that like people like us can kind of get lost in the sauce with a little bit is that we focus a lot on the stats, and we look at, you know, did this trade improve you, your defensive rating or your offensive rating, this and that. 
But I think there's a lot to be said for the fact that Giannis is kind of becoming like a dark cloud that's hanging over the franchise. Is he going to sign? Is he going to want to demand a trade? Is he happy with the team he has now? When you're actually on a basketball team that's like trying to win games and you have like drama of not even knowing if your team wants to be together, if your star player wants to be on your team, I think that affects a lot. And frankly, I don't think trading all they did for Drew Holiday makes them that much better. And I think a lot of the East got better while they kind of stayed the same, if not got worse. Yeah, I I agree on that point. I think getting Drew Holiday was kind of like putting a Band-Aid over a large cut and hoping that it's going to solve it. And I'm assuming your Nets is number one just because of the talent they have. Yeah, I mean, if you have two, you have a, a definite top five guy in KD. And when Kyrie is at his best, he could also be, you know, a top five, top 10 guy. We're talking about two all NBA talents on your team and they both look good. They both look springy. They both look athletic. Um, I think that kind of talent gets you to the first seed in the East. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, all right, coach, hop in real quick. Just real quick. Cause, uh, well, the, the Bucks, they're, they're bringing even a better team from last year, which they had the best record in the NBA. There's no way they drop all the way to six. That's insane. I, I don't care how, uh, these con like the extension is going to come into play. I mean, he's still going to come out and hoop. He's still Coach, honest. Coach, did, did you did you did you just meet Brad today? He doesn't shy away from hot takes ever, ever. Well, I think the one that we under the radar we didn't talk about was Miami at seven. Like they, yeah. I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna better. I'm gonna address that. I'm gonna address that because I'm gonna give you Thank mine. You. So ten ten, I got the Magic. Nine, I got the Pacers. Those are two teams that usually make it get bounced. You know, maybe in four or five. I have the Celtics at eight. Ooh, I got I got okay. the Hawks. I got the Hawks at seven. I got the Wizards at six. I got the Nets at five. The Raptors at four. The 76ers at three. The Heat at two. And the Bucks at one. Brad, my big thing with the Heat, I think Heat culture is real. I think Jimmy Butler, Bam. Uh, you run it back with Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero. I mean, I think they're a deep team, Duncan Robinson. I think Precious Achua is going to contribute this year. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone takes time off or or really relaxes in South in South Beach. I think you know they want to give it their all. Um, and the Celtics for me at eight. I think they got worse this offseason, losing Kemba, losing Jason, or uh, losing Gordon Hayward. I think it's going to be tough to repeat that production. Um, and, and I think it's just too much for Tatum to carry on his shoulders right now. But I want to get to the Western Conference. All right, Brad. Just for the heat, the reason I have him at six is – or sorry, seven – is because I think we do need to address that we got, like, ceiling performance seasons from pretty much their best three players last year. How and can I you think say that? that? They're young. You've never seen Jimmy Butler ever, ever have a career in his whole entire career have a season like that. Like if not, he's not going to get better this year. I I think he can show that more consistently. I I think he was. I think statistically, yeah he he wasn't he wasn't at like that level in the regular season though. Like he he's an unselfish star. Like he gets other guys uh, the the ball. He he's going to create opportunities for other guys. Sure. Shot the ball poorly uh, from three last year. I think maybe that'll be a little bit better. Absolutely. But they were a fifth seed in the regular season. Yeah. So like I have him at seven. Like I don't think that's crazy. Like to get 
a little less. Yeah. I think it's more crazier to have him at two. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Brad, I, I love disagreeing with you on a lot of stuff. And one of us could be right, one of us could be wrong, unless it's yeah. in the middle at like five. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I think the West Conference has a little bit more variance. I don't think there's a clear mm-hmm. top teams. I think there's a lot of uh, moving and shuffling around in the top ten. And, Justin, I want to hear yours. All right, I'm going to go Pelicans at ten. I don't think they're ready to make the playoffs. I, I'm worried a little bit about their spacing. Houston Rockets at nine. Golden State Warriors at eight. Um, I'm just not a believer mm. outside of Steph. That is a vote of confidence in Steph. The, the rest of that mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. garbage. Like okay. uh, Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins have not shown that they can contribute to winning. Look what Phoenix did without Oubre there. Um, I'm just not a big believer. I think Wiseman's going to take some time. Uh, and Pichelle, I guess, is the uh, <laughs> their their guy until then. So I'm Don't gonna... don't forget Alex Smelagic or whatever, 6'10". Smiley, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not, just not a huge believer in that. Um, so that's eight. I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns at seven. Uh, I think they're going to click. I, I like Chris Paul's addition there. I think they're ready to take another step forward. Um, not a big believer of them once they get to the playoffs, but I think they'll get there. After that, uh, Utah Jazz. Um, that I guess I have them at six. Um, guess after that, um, let, let's go Denver. I think Denver is going to be good. I think they're going to be a better playoff team than regular season team. I think they're, they're going to miss a little bit of time. Utah Jazz, I'm going to put them at four. Uh, I, I think those teams are going to be back and forth. It, it seems like Denver and Utah are always destined to be the four and five seed. I know it's, it does feel like that. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, go Dallas Mavericks um, Blazers. I'm, I'm going to put the Blazers above everybody. Cause I'm, I'm very confident there. Then the Clippers and Lakers to round it out. Who's the number one Lakers. I, okay, I, you, so you think I, even I, with even with even with the resting, I think they they added the number one and number two six man of the year candidates. I think uh, Mark Gasol is going to help them out a lot. Even when those guys are resting, I imagine they rest them so LeBron plays one game, AD plays the other, and then they play together kind of thing. Uh, I think even with that, the defense is going to be so good. They have so many playmakers on that team uh, that they're going to catch teams off guard. Okay, I like it. I like it. Staying with kind of how it shaped out this year. All right, Brad, let me hear your 10 to 1. Let me hear your uh, – we have, like, the Lakers at the 8 seed or something. <laughs> no, no. All right, so at the 10 seed, I have the Pelicans. Like Justin said, I think they're close, but they're young and they're not ready yet. They don't have that kind of experience. At 9, I have the Warriors. I think their championship window's kind of closed. Um, I think Steph can kind of will them to this playing game, but that's about the extent of my confidence in them. Uh, at eight, I have the Utah Jazz. Seven, I have the Rockets. Six, Dallas. Five, Phoenix. Four, Trailblazers. Three, Clippers. Two, Nuggets. And one, Lakers. All right, so you really think the Suns take a big step up this year and are number five? Yeah, I mean... If we look at some of the championship teams constructed in like most recent history, like the formula is to put the best players together as you can. And with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Aiton, they have three potential All-NBA guys. And I think that's a recipe for success, even in the West. Okay. All right. I like it. I know Phoenix is one of the popular picks for most improved teams. Coach, let me hear your 10 to 1. 
Um, yeah, I wanted to intimate, um, sentiment what uh, Justin was talking about as far as even if LeBron or AD is going to rest, the Clippers are still going to rest Kawhi whenever he decides to do so because he kind of runs whatever team he's on these days. Uh, backtracking 10, 10 to 1, I think uh, Pelicans, which is the team that like no one knows what's really going to happen with them. Is Zion going to play it all the time? The spacing, of course, we've talked about how like Stephen Adams, they extend him. It, it's weird, but still intriguing. I mean, it's freaking Zion Williamson. Um, they're my 10. Nine is Steph Curry and the Warriors, which it, somehow I'm like, how did I not get them in a the top eight? Which they're still in a playoff game, playing game. I got the uh, the Suns at eight um, creeping in there with the Mavs at seven, which they'll probably match up with the Clippers again with that uh, that two seven matchup. Six, I got the Rockets. This is with James Harden being there. I think that's a good team if James Harden James Harden stays and. I could actually see them at a higher seating all the way up to four. Five, I got the Blazers. Four, I got Utah, which on the low, I, I'm thinking about I almost even can have them higher. I and mean, Bogdanovich not having them and him in the bubble. They were they a half a centimeter away from beating the Nuggets. I really like Utah. Um, the Nuggets have some questions with their free agents going. They, they're my three. I see Michael Porter Jr. taking a step up. Two, I got the Clippers in. Kings of the NBA, the L.A. Lakers, and LeBron James, they're in one seat again. All right, so it sounds like you guys have a very similar one through three. Uh, mine is definitely different, and I'll be interested to hear your guys' thoughts. For me, Timberwolves at 10, Kings at 9. I think Kings take a step up this year. Rockets at 8. I think even though they have talent, it's going to take a little bit of time with new coaches and all that new players they have. Suns at 7, Blazers at 6. Jazz at five, Mavericks at four, Lakers at three, Clippers at two, and Nuggets at one. I think Nuggets are going to be that team, kind of like the Pacers. I think it was in 2013 when they were like, oh, if we just get the one seed, you know, we can beat LeBron in the Heat this year. We just need home seed through the playoffs. We're going to make sure that uh, we're the number one seed in the East. I think that's kind of how the Nuggets are rolling. You know, they're going to be the team that doesn't have the – you know, their players sit out for load management or whatever that they psychologically think that having the one seed will help them. Um, I think the Lakers are the most talented, but I think if, if Anthony Davis or LeBron sits out, they're not nearly as effective in just resting them for the playoffs. And, of course, Warriors not in there. I, they were 15-50 and 50 last year, last in the Western Conference. With Clay out another year, I, I think it's just too much for them to come back. I, I think that championship window is closed. Um, I could I, I the the wolves at ten surprised me. I think they're like they're bad. They, they're my I got the Kings at fourteen on my list. You know they have been trying to have D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns paired together for years. So let's see what they got. I, I feel like they might be the Hawks of the Hawks of the Western Conference, where they're just scoring a lot but not playing any defense. Yeah. I love that wow. analogy. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now the last three topics are going to be a little bit quicker, um, kind of just uh, uh, your prediction. And Brad, let me hear your finals matchup and the team that wins and how many number of games. Lakers versus Wizards, Lakers and five. Okay. Okay. I, as, a, as, a, as a Wizards fan, if we got swept and lost every game by 50 points, that would be okay with me. 
Coach, I'm, let me I'm, hear yours. I'm dead serious, Coach. I see you, man. I see you, man. I'm dead serious. Wow. <laughs> the Wizards in the finals would be first time since, what, 1976? Um, like when Not they were the Bulls. Uh, that, that'd be awesome. Uh, my first thought was that it's going to be a running back, Lakers and Six over Miami, but uh, – I think with the Bucks with home court in Holiday, I think it, it puts them over and they get to the finals, but they get smacked by LeBron James. Uh, the, obviously, the Nets are very, very intriguing, um, but I, I got to see him play. I got to see him play. Talent-wise, talent I'm like, I, I, I want to pick them, but first year with the new chemistry, I didn't want to go that way. So I'm going to go with the Bucks and hope that Antetokounmpo stays in Milwaukee for his career, or at least the time being. Okay, so Lakers over Bucks, however many games. I got six. Okay. All right, six magic number. Justin, let me hear yours. I'm also predicting the Lakers go back-to-back. Back. They're going to win in six games over the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, mm. At that point, uh, it's going to be July. Hopefully COVID's a little bit behind us. That leaves time for the newly acquired James Harden to go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. It's, that... going be, it's going to be a repeat of uh, Heat Thunder where, you know what, uh, It's the, the lure of the club is going to be just a little bit too much for Harden. And you know what? You know, maybe Harden wants to. Really Maybe Harden wants to get clicking. Like I think it's going to be tough for uh, any team to beat them, but I'm I'm going to give Philly some respect there and say yeah. take it to six games. Yeah, and maybe Harden wants to get traded because he he's gone to all the clubs in Houston and he's tired of them. For me, I have the Lakers over Heat and five. It's interesting. We all have the Lakers. I mean, they're the most talented team and they performed well in these crazy crazy circumstances we had this year with the bubble. Um, I want to transition to a player that's going to be traded. And Justin, is James Harden your pick or do you have another guy? I'm going to go another one because I've been on the, this Harden thing all uh, all day. So I'm going to say that Andre Drummond is going to go to the Clippers. I'm going to predict Andre Drummond's going to go to the Clippers. They're going to move Zubac and uh, Beverly or maybe even Lou Williams. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting. There's probably going to have to be a third team in there, but that's that's my prediction. I, I think the, the Clippers know they need to make a bit of a splash, and he's one of the names that makes some sense because they need to upgrade at that position. So I think uh, Drummond's going to get in that mix, and it's going to make the Western Conference Finals a little bit more interesting. Justin, do you just enjoy, like do you do you enjoy looking at my notes or like have you did, have you read them or like am I screen sharing with you? Because this is like the third thing you've said, and I have Andre Drummond. I, you know, I have Andre Drummond getting traded to the Clippers as well. He's on the last year and of his contract, and I know he's making a lot of money. I think the Clippers can afford to eat it for one year. I think if you're the Cavs, you would take any sort of asset in return. I know Kobe Altman is really big into asset building, um, and I think if you're the Clippers, he's the answer. He's the answer to stop Anthony Davis or to neutralize him because he's. According to Brad, one of the best re- or the best rebounder of all time. He's a rim protector, and he's kind of that third star to go with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Brad, speaking of rebounders and somebody that's big on Andre Drummond, is he your guy to get traded, or are you going somewhere else? No, but we're all targeting the Cavs. Um, I think the player most likely to be traded this this year is going to be Kevin Love. Um, he's signed through the next three years, and it's actually with the declining cap hit. He's $31.3 million this year and next. But in the 2022 to 2023 season, he's at $28.9 million, which may be attractive if you need a third team to make a blockbuster deal. Um, and his game is 
actually aging very well. So he can actually be a piece for a team as opposed to a trade and wave guy. I think he can he can really be interesting. So Justin, as a Cavs fan, do you think they ship at least one of these two people? I think Drummond's basically a lock. I know they were trying to do it uh, prior to the season. Uh, there was some talk about Boston, uh, you know, Hayward deal. Uh, I think they had some talks with Indiana and other teams as well. Um, I, it, I I think Drummond's basically a lock. I think Kevin Love's going to have to wait until the summer. Then there's another year off of his deal. Some teams are going to strike out in free agency. Everyone's looking to make a big splash. And two two more years of Kevin Love is a lot easier to to kind of eat if you're another team. I do agree that I think he can be uh, a valuable piece still. I think he can help out a contender, but it might have to wait until the summer. But it wouldn't shock me if a team decided, hey, we want to make a splash. This is our chance. It's a little bit of a weird year where Kevin Love away. And uh, it's, I think if you get matching salary and like a first-round pick in there, it's going to be a lot easier for the Cavs to, to finally move on, especially with – Larry Nance really emerging at that power forward spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's very true. That's very true. Uh, and for those who haven't heard, Larry Nance was just on uh, Justin's pod. The Chase Down would recommend listening to that. Coach, let me hear your player that you think is going to change teams. Um, I'm glad I got to follow up that Kevin Love thing because I think if he gets traded in one of these top tier Eastern Conference teams, whether it's the Nets, Boston – even like maybe even like a Toronto, it could really tilt. It really could put that team over the edge to go to the finals. So um, if I'm a contender and I got to give up a pick or maybe like a young asset um, to get to that, to, to get to the final stage and get, get to the finals, like I, I might make that play if I'm the next Boston, Toronto, whoever it might be. So Kevin Love is somebody, it's a high, he's He's a winner. Obviously, he's one on the highest stage. And, uh, I mean, he, he rebounds passes with the best of them, and he can shoot the three. So any contending team would love to have a Kevin Love, and obviously the Cavaliers are not contending. Uh, my guy that I have on the radar is John Collins. John Collins is, uh, what, 21 and 10, 43 yeah. like He's on a contract year. You have to extend him. And Atlanta just spent all the money on Gallo and Bogdan. They don't have money to pay him. So it's like they have this asset sitting here. They have young guys. They could actually make a big play. I don't know who it might be, whether they're looking at Buddy Heald, who I, who may or may not be disgruntled with uh, the Kings. I, who knows now? I know he wasn't picking up texts from Luke Walton. But uh, I, I think John Collins is, is someone to watch. I know that someone – probably has their eyes and think that he is their guy for the future. But I don't think Atlanta does. They wouldn't pay Gallo that much money for four years if they weren't thinking, I'm not going to max this guy out at the end of the year. His contract is up. That is their loss. John Collins is a fantasy basketball star. And I will will live and die by that. Don't burst my bubble. No, they, not after they, they not after they have Clint Capella. Showcase him. They're they're going to feed him to showcase him. He's not going to play the five. Gallo's coming off the bench for John Collins. Uh, I I think it, they're still going to get him a lot of touches because they know they they want to elevate his his contract status. They want to make sure that he's got trade value. So I I think they're going to give him a lot of reps. That's yeah, from I love it. Congested. And that's a They have Capella, who's obviously a stud. They got him locked in long term. Um, yep. John Collins is fool's gold, though. He is a fantasy star, but he is not a winning basketball player, and I'll put that on record. Okay. I, 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 I like it. It's, that's a bold prediction. 
And our last segment is an actual bold prediction. So I know we've been given a lot throughout the show, but whether it's a player, a team, something that you're willing to put your name on. And I'm going to start. I think Kyrie goes MIA at some point during the season. I think like we see an ESPN breaking news alert and it's like Kyrie Irving, not with uh, Nets. And we're like, where's like, where's he going? And it goes on Twitter and like Rob Perez and other people start tweeting um, uh, that, oh, where's Kyrie and making all of these jokes and, and jokes aside, we know that Kyrie is very outspoken. Um, he has been on the record saying that, you know, he battles mental health and all of that. So obviously hope it's not something for like for that. But he is unpredictable, and I think in this crazy circumstance that we're in, that he's just going to have to take a step back from basketball at some point. Brad, let me hear your Brad Stradamus prediction. I just want to go on record saying I hate all Kyrie slander. So in case he ever decides he wants to come on the pod, he's got a he's got a friend over here. But uh, <laughs> my uh, bold prediction is that uh, Ben Simmons is. He's been said they've been working on his corner threes, and with Daryl Morey in the building now, I bet that Ben Simmons will average at least two three-point attempts a game this season. Ah, I like it. I like it. And, you know, Daryl Morey lives by the James Harden iso ball, and either threes or layups does not believe in mid-range. Uh, so right. that'll, that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting if uh, Ben Simmons does follow that. I could, I could easily see it. Coach, let me hear yours. My bold prediction is that Kevin Durant comes back to prime form after an Achilles tear, goes back to being the second best player in the NBA off of that, finishes in the MVP top three, and it takes the league by storm because everyone just doesn't understand how you can tear your Achilles and still be this damn good. He averages 30 and um, if we're looking at a story, hey, there's a chance that he actually takes that MVP trophy home. I like that. Okay, I like that. Good, good prediction, Justin. I am itching to hear yours. Let me hear it. I'm going to go with this season's going to be the passing of the torch. I think LeBron is going to pass the torch to Anthony Davis, and he's going to establish himself as the best player in the league. I, I think LeBron I like is that. going to go into that Magic Johnson mode. He knows that he can run the offense, but he doesn't have to do as much. They got Schroeder there. Uh, I think he's going to initiate plays, but Anthony Davis is going to take another step as that play finisher, and then he's going to do everything he can to prop him up as kind of the, the lead guy on the team. LeBron will always be the face of a team as he's there, but I think Anthony Davis is going to take a leap this year. So, Justin, let me ask you, because we all had the Lakers winning the championship. Does Anthony Davis win finals MVP? I think there's a decent chance of it. Um, I still think LeBron has another gear in him, uh, especially when he has this long. Like, I, I think part of what we saw in the playoffs last year was LeBron is so used to kind of ramping up. He's so used to the entire season building up to him hitting his peak at the right time. He did get that. He had five months off. He, he wasn't fully himself physically last year. I, I still think LeBron still has that other gear in him, and he's going to want to get that one last finals MVP. So after a season of force-feeding Anthony Davis and, and making him look good, LeBron's going to get the, the shine in the, at the final moment. I love it. And the best part, we have, we have these records on lock, or these guesses on lock. So if they hit, maybe we'll uh, go to the casino and play some bets. I think we're all gambling men one way or another, or wannabes. But great talk, gentlemen, and let's go to our question of the week. 
sponsored by Shady Rays. So, fellas. And our question this week, if you had a free week of NBA League Pass, what team outside your market would you watch? So, Justin, you are the guest. I know you're a Cavs fan. You live in Canada. But outside those two teams, what are the other 28 do you want to see? Man, I I really want to see a, a lot of Memphis this year. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to miss some time. Uh, but I, I think Brandon Clark is ready to step up. Uh, Canadian Brandon Clark, a step up to fill in for that time. But John Morant, I love Justice Winslow. I, I'm hoping he's going to be healthy because I, I think that he's a real impact player. I think Memphis is just, even though I, I didn't predict them to be in the playoffs, I think they were one of those up-and-coming teams that I, I really want to get a good feel for. So I, I, I foresee myself watching them a lot this year. Yeah, that's true. And they're not in a big market, so they're not going to have a lot of nationally televised games. But John Morant, I mean, reigning rookie of the year, somebody that we definitely want to see a lot of. Brad, what's your team? Yeah, I'm going to be using my league pass to watch the Suns the most. You know, I can't imagine they'll have a bunch of nationally televised games, but that big three of Chris Paul, Booker, and Aiden is just incredibly interesting. And I think they can make some noise in the West, so I'm going to be looking to see what they do. Yeah, another good pick, and I'm not surprised based on how high you had him. Coach, I know like you already probably bought League Pass and have all your players and teams you want to watch, but which one are you most excited to? Man, well, I've, I've actually talked about both of these teams and players from both of these teams today, but my team that I really is the most mysterious team to me, the most unpredictable team in the NBA is New Orleans Pelicans. When Zion Williamson is playing – basketball. I mean, what was he, 23-9 and nine as, a, as a rook last year when he's actually playing? Um, I mean, he's just a, he's just so breathtaking, star-studded. It's it's one of the most appealing things to watch. I want to see how does he fit with Steven Adams. They extended him um, really without even watching them play together. They got a bunch of bad fits. Like, E. Bled and Lonzo Ball don't seem to shoot the ball too well, although Lonzo was hitting a bunch of threes. Although, do I want to see Lonzo before the bubble or in the bubble, Lonzo? I'm always hopeful that he like he turns out. They're only like seven deep with Jay Hard and JJ Redick coming off the bench. Um, I want I just want to see how that all plays out, and if they're all they're clicking on all cylinders, we're looking at you know a playoff team. And if, if Zion gets hurt and not, and Ingram just got paid the max, does he leave live up to it? To me, there's just so many question marks around this team. But also, it's like this is this is what we watch NBA basketball about: is who's the next star? And Zion just he's just so gravitating. So that's yeah. that's my team is the Pelicans. That and, I the NBA, and, and the NBA thinks so as well. I mean, I don't think the Pelicans, based on record or roster wise, deserve to be on Christmas Day, but it's because of Zion, and they're going to want to market him as much as they can. For me, it's the Hawks, and they're in the same division as the Wizards, so I probably will see them a lot. I think they're a team that could probably average a 130 a game. Now, they'll probably give up 137, but I just think they're going to be so exciting to watch on offense. I think Trey Young is this generation, Steph Curry, with unlimited range. I think Lloyd Pierce is going to do a good job uh, tailoring an offense designed to his strengths, and they added some big names this offseason, so I'm excited to kind of see the upside of them. All great picks. Hopefully, NBA blesses us again with a free first week of league pass. I love when they do that. Good discussion, gentlemen. We go to our last segment of the week, and that's our game, hosted by none other than bold Brad Kilgore. Brad, what are we playing today? 
Gentlemen, we have a little game of guess the amount of Twitter followers. I'm going to name 10 NBA stars. The closest you get to guessing their Twitter followers, you'll get a point. So the first one, we're going to go with KD, Kevin Durant. And we'll go the same uh, the same order each time. We'll do Eric, Justin, and then Coach. All right. So you can't, you said KD? Yes. I feel. Why do I know his bio, but not the amount of Twitter followers he has? <laughs> so you can look it up. I'm gonna say seven. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven point one mil. I'm. I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say twenty five because I'm, I'm gonna say his burner. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ten mil. And since I know nothing about Twitter, I just came back last week. <laughs> um, I don't know how many followers he has. I'm just going to go with the plus one Jeopardy style. So I'm going to go uh, whatever Justin said. I'll go a, a, 11 mil. I don't know what he said. 10, 10.1. Coach, <laughs> Coach is going to win that one. He's, he's the healthiest mentally by not being on Twitter, and he's the closest to KD. <laughs> so uh, KD is at 18.6 million. Wow. So one one point for coach. Um, next up, Spencer Dinwiddie. He is a good follow. I don't follow him, but I, I from what I've seen, <laughs> the, the random tweets. Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm going two hundred fifty eight thousand. Um, I'm going to go three hundred thousand. He's an NBA player, right? He's going to have more than three hundred. He's a good. He's a good guy. He's on the trade block. Give me um three hundred one. Give me the plus. On that, I think Eric gets that win. He's at ninety nine point eight thousand. It's on the low end. All right, next up, Rui Hachimura. Oh God! All right, I feel like he has a big Japanese following, so I'm gonna gonna go. I'm gonna say one point four million. I'm gonna go under uh, because otherwise, Twitch is just gonna go right over me. I'm gonna go uh, five million. All right, I'm gonna go in the in the tweener because he knows my game here. I'm gonna go two point five mil from Jet Japan. The answer is one hundred and eighty-two thousand. Uh, so I think Eric Eric gets that point. I'll take it, man. Y'all thought he was really big. I only thought he was a little big. <laughs> All right, next up we got Steph Curry. He's so much Japan stuff. Go ahead, bro. Uh, uh, good old Wardell Curry. I'm going to say Steph Curry has $26 million. $26 million. I'm going to go – I'm going to go with uh, $12 million. Lock in, right, Dub Nation? That's like the only thing he tweets. Yeah, every single time, yeah. He's got, he's got 18.5 million followers. That's a point for Justin. He's at 14.7. All right. Next up, we'll go to his teammate, Draymond Green. Money 23 Green. I'm going to say Draymond Green is at 458K. I'm going to go with an even million. He's Draymond Green, doesn't he? He's got to have more than a million, right? Let me give 1.1. That's going to go to Coach. He's at 1.4. Ooh. 
So it's two to two to Justin's one. Next up, we got LaMelo Ball. Uh, all right. When we had Shannon on, she said four million, but was it Instagram or was it Twitter? I'm going to say four million. I'm, I'm going to go down to one million. Because I think you might be a little over. Uh, I don't know the ratios between IG and Twitter, but I was the one who said he's got 5.7 on IG. So let give me uh, 4.1. I don't know how active he is on the Twitter, but give me 4.1 for long. This one goes to Justin. He's at 747,000. Oh, I, I thought he'd be like 2 million, but I want to go. I thought so too, especially with his kind of publicity, but it's lower. He's an IG, apparently. So, Justin, you have two. I think everybody's got two right now. Yeah. So, next, we'll go to Shaquille O'Neal. Officer. Shaq. Yeah. I feel like people love Shaq, but he's not on there as much. I'm going to say 2.7 mil. Okay. So, no matter what, Coach is just going to go one over me probably unless I go high. (laughs) Want to go twelve mil? Yeah. Now, now there's Justin. Have you been listening to the pod? Like, do you know my? Yeah. Now you know my here. Now you got to make a decision. (laughs) Justin, put the ball on your court. My decision is I'm going to go two point eight, and I feel like it's going to be in the the middle mills. That's a that's a point to Justin. Fifteen point five million. Oh man! Nice one. That's actually that's a solid. Here's a tricky one. Yeah, because he's a tricky been on one. Forever. Like he's he's been around for a real long time. Like he, he's yeah. one of the first Twitter accounts I remember seeing. Yeah. Well, speaking of somebody who's been around for a long time, let's go to Magic Johnson. Ooh. Oh man, he has like the most like paint by numbers tweets. Like oh, the yeah. Los Angeles Lakers played great basketball and won the game. They're like old uh, school like newspaper headliners. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Magic has eight hundred ninety thousand. Oh, good God! I'm gonna go fifteen million. You say fifteen or fifty? Fifteen. Okay. I'm Coach? going to strategy. I'm trying to make it. This magic. Yeah, well, this is Magic Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, top five player of all time, and he owns like. All of the state of California. Um, <laughs> I've been going tween on these, and I'm going to stick to tween. Uh, give me, give me a, give me a, 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 give me ten mil, ten mil on Magic. That's a point for Coach. It's uh, five million. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wait, yeah, aren't I, I closest? Wait, aren't I closest? What did you say? I said eight hundred ninety thousand. He said ten million. Oh, yeah, yeah, you would be closest. Yeah, you are closest. All right, point to Eric. Oh, yeah, let's go. I know people didn't care about him that much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to Chris Paul. CP3. Uh, I'm going 11 million. I'm going 700K. No. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go 2.5 mil. Let's point to Eric, 8.2 million. Ah, man. I didn't think he'd have a so lot I, of Twitter. 
I don't remember a single Chris Paul tweet. Yeah, Me but he's, his Twitter handle is CP3, which is so easy to find. State Farm commercial. It's been 333, but now it's, it's Eric 4, Justin 3, Me 2 on the final yep. one. So Justin, I on the, this so last one. Justin, this is the last one. You could tie it or else Eric gets the FaceTime. So here we go. Blake Griffin. Oh, Blake Blake Griffin is active on there. Um, Blake Griffin, let me go. Let me go 7.5 mil. I'm going to go 12 mil. That's a point to Eric. 4.5 million. Oh, damn. And he is our winner. Twice as many followers. This is... I'm I'm going to protest this. <laughs> <laughs> so Eric, you get our FaceTime. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh no, I want to thank Justin for coming on. Justin and his seventeen thousand Twitter followers. I need to put that out there because that's a that's a pretty big number right there. Um and I would love to give the rest of my FaceTime to Justin. Is there anything you're plugging or anything you'd like our listeners to know that you're working on? Yeah, check out the Chase Down podcast. Obviously, we are a Cavs podcast, but we do talk about the whole NBA because, I mean, it makes you a better NBA fan if you're you're plugged in on every team. We, we just like to view everything through our lens as uh, Cavs fans. So uh, we do twice a week during the season. So check us out there uh, and do the same thing with us that you do for this podcast here, which is leaving that rating, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and, and mess up with Apple's metrics. You, you got to play around with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And uh, Justin does have that down on his show to a T. You can follow him at Twitter at, and this is what I wanted to ask you. Is oh, it, it looks Cap, so much better in writing than it does out loud. Is it, is it Cap, is it Cap Sanada? Cap Sanada? I think Cap Sanada works. I just slap the Cavs in the Canada and that's how it goes. Cap Sanada, because I feel like it's, I feel like it's like a pet smart, pet smart type thing where. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. That's a tough one. Well, it goes either way. Well, make sure that you follow him on Twitter at CavZanada. He does have great content on there. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Listeners, we're embarking on the NBA season. Best time of the year. And remember, everybody stay safe.